For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm Shane Told. This is my podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. I talk to other singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. It's December. (laughs) Oh my God, it's December. It is full on snowing outside here in Canada. It's sunny, but it's snowing. I don't know how that works, man. I guess I'm happy that this year seemingly has gone by so fast and we're at the end because it's been a pretty shit year. Maybe not the worst, nah, maybe the worst year of my life. It's, it hasn't been great. But hey, you know, it's just so weird with time, you know? I remember March, everything coming to a screeching halt in mid-March, and those last two weeks of March felt like forever. And then I feel like it's just been a blur since, you know, April. But here we are, almost at the end of the grueling year that is 2020 with a great episode. I've got my old friend Laws from While She Sleeps. They got lots going on. Busy, busy band more than ever. And always what you can count on these guys to do is deliver when you're talking about great new music, and they've got that out now and coming out real soon with a full album. I think it's coming out in April, which, believe me, if time is passing by like it has been, then I think April will be here pretty damn quick. But that's exciting. Stay tuned for a great conversation with him. What else with me? Well, first of all, if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me. It's leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my email. I try to get back to everybody. Hit me up with whatever, you know, whatever you want to talk about, 
ask me or if you got suggestions for guests of the show or anything else, feel free to hit me up there. Follow me on social media. The newest, the latest and greatest is Twitch, which we are going full bore on. Okay. Follow my Twitch channel. It is twitch.tv slash Shane told. I'm on there doing a bunch of stuff all the time. Mike Howell, you know him from This Is The New Shit. Every single Friday, we jump on there. I think we're going to be on there tomorrow, probably uh, discussing all the new releases like we do every week. So that's really fun, and it's a great platform. I really encourage you to check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, It's not just for gamers. There's so much great music on there, people doing some really fun stuff that's sometimes a little more casual, it's not so regimented and serious, and it's just fun. So get on Twitch, check it out, and follow my profile. Once again, the link for that is twitch.tv slash Told. And of course, the Christmas season is coming, and why not give the gift that keeps on giving, which could be a membership, a subscription to the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. For as little as $6 a month, that gets you or a loved one in. And um, now what's cool is Patreon is allowing you to do a prepaid membership for like a whole year and you save some money off. So you can do that for somebody and then not have to worry about, you know, (laughs) it just clicking and clicking, clicking over and over again until the end of time. So, yeah, you can check that out as well. The link for the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club is... LeadSingerSyndrome.com slash all access and you get all kinds of perks. Bonus episodes, access to a great community of like-minded people and fans of the show, access to merchandise and more interaction with me, all kinds of stuff. So get over there. You're going to love it. Also, my band Silverstein, we have a new slash old record out now. It's called Redux 2. We went back, we re-recorded some of our deep cuts, made them a little bit better. Um, some songs we hated, fixed them up. Uh, you know, not just a new coat of paint on some of these. Some of these, we kind of rebuilt the vehicle, if you will. So check that out as well. Anywhere you listen to your music, Redux 2. We're super proud of that. You can also order the vinyl uh, or all kinds of merchandise over at our store, silversteinstore.com. And other than that, not too much going on. Entering month number eight. Nine of sitting in my house doing this podcast, which I do appreciate you being here listening. I hope you're subscribed. We've got some great episodes coming up in the coming weeks. And seriously, this podcast has kept me sane. So thank you so much for supporting it. All right, let's get into it. My conversation with Laws of Well, She Sleeps. How you doing, mate? Good to hear from you. Dude, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a little while. Right. How's things? Uh, you know what? Things are pretty good, actually, all things considered. I, I, uh, I'm doing really well. Good, good. But no, I was, I was just trying to think back to when it was that the last time we crossed paths, and 
and I mean everything feels like a million years ago at this point. But for, for <laughs> does, us, I don't. It's been years. It's been it's been a good few years. I think the last time might have been Warp Tour. Yeah. Yep. I yeah, think so. I think that's the last time. Yeah. And that was Warp 2017. Is that right? <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> 2015. 2015, maybe. Oh my god, I know. My too god. long. Too long. Too long. Well, good. To, good to hear your voice. Good to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time, man. To uh, no worries. To be no here. worries. Dude, lots to talk about. Not really even sure where to start, but I feel like <laughs> yeah. the logical place to start is with the new tune uh, that yep, came cool. out. Blew our minds as usual, and um, <laughs> you know, and, and a new record is coming too in April. So that's all really exciting. Yes, yeah, it's it's really exciting, and especially like, you know, I hate to just jump straight into COVID, you know, but you know how it is right now. No, it, it's it's really it really is the narrative, dude. Come on, like, we're yeah. not, who are we kidding? But, um, but it's it, you know, it's, it's brightening that side of things up. You know, I think a lot of bands can at least be creative in this time. Um, we've been stripped of pretty much everything else so it, it has been nice to be able to get our heads down and and yep. record new music basically i'm currently at the studio right now and um i've just like just finished like a quite a long screaming session in the studio <laughs> so yeah it's uh um it's going really well so we're, we're stoked at the moment and I'm, I'm keeping busy yeah awesome awesome yeah no i mean yeah. um uh, not to get heavy right off the bat, but I mean, you know, you talk about a long, long screaming session, you know, for a guy that has a little <laughs> bit of history with some, you know, well, vocal problems. And then I, you had surgery. It was a while ago now, right? Probably six or six years ago, something like that. Maybe even longer. Um, well, yeah, the, the thing with that is I actually ended up having three surgeries. Mm. So the last one actually wasn't really as long ago as that. I'd probably oh. say two or three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're laughing about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I, I can laugh about it now because I feel like at the moment I'm making a lot of progress. Um, yeah. I feel like this is, I feel like this is the first record that we've recorded where I haven't like, 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 like I'm more onto the technique than I ever have been. Um, I've been trying like really hard to to learn. Do you know what I mean? And and even though I had I had surgery all those years ago, like probably just after we kind of first met and first went on tour together. Right. Um, I still, you know, I still wasn't in the frame of mind to be learning it properly and still for quite a little while after that didn't take it as severely as I should have with the surgery. I kind of felt like for a little while, I kind of felt like I had the surgery and I was fixed and then I ran into another problem. Do you know what I mean? And then that the last time I had the surgery, I was like, right, I can't. I can't go back to this now. I'm not having another one, and I'm really going to work to um, to improve my technique and my lifestyle choices and all this other stuff that goes with it, as you know. Yeah. Um, sure. And and yeah, so I I really feel like the record that we're recording right now. I really feel like I found the pocket with the with the technique. I've been to see Melissa Cross a couple of times. Oh yeah, um, my girl. Love people. Her. Yeah, she, she's great, man, and she's really helped me understand like sort of where to place the scream and, and stuff like that. So, I've, I've, you know, it's different for everybody, isn't it? But I've, I've been working at it and I, and I really do feel like I'm, I'm, I'm on with it now. So, yeah, it's, it's, it feels good at the minute. So no, absolutely. Stoked. I mean, with you guys and, and, I mean, Silverstein too, you know, you talk about absolute road dogs, you know, not taking a lot of breaks yeah. pretty much like you – I mean, you guys probably would tour nine months of the year if you had, if you could, right? And and yeah, for, the last, yeah. for the last nine months or however long it's been, I'm not sure where you were at were at in March, but we'll get to that. 
Um, but you know, it's yeah. a long time where you're not going on stage, running around, screaming your head off. I mean, I personally have felt now vocally, I feel really good. You know, like I've been recording yeah. some demos and things like that, and I'm like, oh shit, I can I can get to that note pretty easily. Like that doesn't always happen when I've just come off a six week tour. You know, yeah, and I've got to squeak in a demo there with like two days rest. So, have you found that too? Maybe <laughs> that that's just the time off has maybe been kind of good just for overall vocal health. Um, I think I think it's got to have. Yeah, I mean, I personally haven't noticed a change. I still that my problem is with with vocals that I suffer quite badly with the acid reflux. Oh, so yeah. every, every little thing I eat and everything I drink is always sort of reflected in in my vocal sound, if you like. So I have to kind of be really on top of like a bit of medication for that, just to keep stuff at bay. And I find it, I just, I think it's a family thing for me. Like mm. I feel like. Even my brothers and sisters, when they go out for a night out drinking or whatever, the next day they're kind of really hoarse and it seems to hit their throat really easily. So I feel like I just have a bit of that. And you pair that up with screaming for <laughs> for, for all these years and, and trying to make a career out of it. Like it's it's not going to be easy. So yeah. so definitely I feel, I feel like the time off's helped and I feel like the time off and being a, being in the studio more rather than having to perform and just and – just, you know, sort of get through shows and deliver a show. I've been able to sort of be in the studio more and play around with the voice, and I'm not I'm not thinking about the next step of as soon as I finish this, I'm on tour. So I think there has been a bit of room to breathe there, and it's given me time to sort of work with my voice and and figure out where I need where it needs to figuring out the balance and yeah. where the technique needs to sit in my voice and yeah. and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, so yeah, totally. I think it's been helpful to have the time and. Um, and like I say, the record's well underway. We're like finishing a few songs, and and, uh, and we should be finished in the next couple of days, really. Awesome. Um, that's a, that's and, incredible. Great news. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah we're stoked with it, man. Yeah. It's going to be cool. No, the acid reflux thing is is really interesting. I've talked to quite a few people about it. You know, I I yeah. take um I take those. Well, I guess they're probably something called something different in in England, but um, yeah, like they're like PPI blockers, I guess, or inhibitors. So. You know, you like take them and then it isn't like instant relief, but you take one like every day and then you're kind of good. Um, yeah, that's that's what I take. Yeah, I have yeah. to have mine like two hours, sort so like half an hour before I have meals and stuff, and right, it just exactly. helps keep that shit up. Yep, yep. But yeah, yep. No, same thing with me. I remember I, I when I first started having those problems, I went to the doctor and the doctor's like, "Okay, well, um, do you smoke?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, I don't smoke." Drink? Yup. Yeah. Do you like spicy food? Oh yeah, I love it. What about uh, what about eating late at night? Do you ever do that? I'm like thinking to like all those late night after show meals. I'm like, yep, I do that too. You know, like literally everything. I'm like, well, I don't smoke, uh, but do you go on tour? Yeah. Well, you know, that's it then, basically. Right. Don't have any. Don't have any fun, and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But yeah, it's just like it's interesting for people that are like aspiring vocalists and stuff to to know about this shit because yeah. it's it's something that can can really sort of change how your voice performs. And if you don't know about it, you could be like I was, and like you, you say, you you sort of know about that stuff and you you sort of take a mess for that. So not knowing about that, you just put it down to the fact that you were given a poor performance. But really, you know, you need to find out if if that's the whole story, you know. No, to, for sure, and and different things di affect people differently too. You know, like uh, some people they they stop eating dairy, and it's like a huge difference for them. Other people, like you know, that doesn't matter. Like I, I you know, yeah. there's so yeah. many things like that. We could talk all day about it. 
Um, <laughs> but, but dude, I, lots more to bring up here and a lot of important things too. You know, you talk yep. about, you talk about COVID. I guess I'll ask you where you were at, uh, back in the middle of March when kind of the world started to shut down. Um, and, and just ha- where were you at? Like, obviously emotionally and how, did, how are you feeling, you know, then and, and then we'll talk about what you guys did over the break um, or have been doing over the break to, to kind of get things back. Yeah, so we first sort of caught wind of it, like, happening and, like, getting a bit more serious. We were actually actually touring America. It was our first ever sort of U.S. headline, and it was going really well. And we sort of started hearing about the potential of shutting borders and and that sort of thing. So we we sort of got together on on a day off before like the final stretch of the tour we actually had to cut short um california and vegas shows and you know <laughs> after touring america quite a bit you, you sort of they're they're the fun places to go you know where the, <laughs> yeah, where, the, sure. where the weather the weather was going to be best and and you know you can yeah. have a bit of fun and we just for us it was about it's, it's not about the loss of the shows for us, you know, eventually we can go back and we can make, make that up to the people that had tickets. It was more about, we felt like it was our responsibility to make sure the fans of the band were safe more than it was important to our opinion of, you know, the whole thing. So yeah. we just wanted to make sure we weren't sort of having a party in, in like, uh, you know, this, you know, helping the spread of COVID. So yeah. we decided to cut the, to cut the tour short and then we basically flew back home and then um, we went into lockdown. So yeah, it was yeah. it was quite strange, and especially like with your loved ones and family relatives and stuff like that. Like you, you you've basically been away from them for like a solid like month and a half on tour, and then you come home and you're right on top of them and straight into lockdown. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like it's the, com- yeah. the complete opposite, and that, that you know that's it's not always easy for for your loved ones and your families to balance that whole like. Um, no. That whole change, a change of pace, you know, yeah. like if you ease back into it and you can go out and there's things to do and, and you know, you, you sort of ease back in. But that was like, boom, straight back home, straight back into like a full weight lockdown. But yeah. um, yep. but yeah, you just, it's one of those things no, and it's got to get on with it. <laughs> yeah, I see your last show here, uh, Salt Lake City, March 11th. And right. that was the last one. Yeah. And, and March 11th was also Silverstein's our last show we played. We were in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, I guess at the same time. And, you know, it's funny, you, you know, you have a very mature approach, you know, what you said. And um, right. I'm actually impressed because, you know, we're taught we, we, it's ingrained in us as like, you know, punk and hardcore kids that like doesn't matter the show goes on we make it work if we have to drive fucking 2000 miles in a you know in, with someone in the tr- in the trunk uh, in the boot yeah. in the boot <laughs> yeah. for your english for the english listeners, in the boot for us yeah you know uh, <laughs> like honestly like that's what we do so for yeah. for when someone says oh yeah i don't know pr- probably have to shut the shows down it's it takes a mature band like you guys to say okay this is like we see the big picture we see because for Silverstein it's like we've been doing this for 20 years it's like nothing will stop us you know nothing stopped us yeah, yet definitely, yeah. and, and that was our initial I mean we didn't do any more shows after that we we realized we came to came to realize what you realized but initially yeah. it was like no fuck that we're playing you know um, yeah, and that, that yeah. was a really hard I think thing to shake um, you know for me 
It's it's difficult because you don't want to like you on both sides of, on both sides of the coin you don't want to let anyone down. So yeah. like especially for from for us, you know, it's it's been a long time coming that we headline America and we've had so yeah. like, we've had so many people like constantly being like, when are you guys going to come and do your own shows and uh, and that sort of thing. So you, you kind of on one hand felt like you were letting people down that had been waiting to see your band for so long, but yeah. then on the other hand you felt like you really had. Um, you know, you had a responsibility to make sure people were safe. So we just, yeah, like you say, it, it's, it is built into you. It's a bit like in the punk rock, like DIY sort of kind of way, like nothing's going to stop stop us touring. But yeah, we, we decided that it was going to be the best idea to to sort of cut that slightly short. And at the time there was like talks of borders being short and we were like, well, what if we like don't even get home when we get home and we've already been away from our like girlfriends and partners and families. I know. Then it goes, then it goes on even longer and you're just stuck in the middle of nowhere. Like so many bands must've been going through this whole thing at the time. Like, do we stay? Do we, do we bounce? Go? Do we go home? You know? So yeah. it's crazy, crazy times. No, I, I remember the same thing. Cause we were, com- we were going back up to Canada and yeah. it was the same thing. Like, are we, are they going to let us in? Are we going to have to go in some weird quarantine cave for two weeks? <laughs> You know, we yeah. no one knew at that point what was happening, and they didn't even when we crossed the border back into Canada, they didn't even ask. They didn't. They, just, they asked if I had more than ten thousand dollars on me. I was like, I wish. That's the, <laughs> that's the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't want to start getting into a conversation with the border guard about how much money we our band just lost having to come home. <laughs> yeah, another 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 way of looking at it for us has been as well, like like you said, like. I think a lot of punk rock bands, a lot of metal bands, it's it's how we earn our stripes. It's like you go out, you earn your stripes by being like a hardworking band, and like yeah. you know that in in sort of the punk rock and metal scenes, that's that's what what gains you like fans and and people see that you're like a hardworking like band, and and I think that like having the time away from touring and being like a hardworking band like 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 yourselves and and really like slugging it out over the years and, and making sure you're trying to get to as many countries as possible and promoting yourselves and then having that sort of stripped away and not being able to do it like the, yeah. sometimes i feel like on tour when when it, when it goes weeks and weeks on end and you're not home for for months and you know relationships starting to to grind on you and you know and, and that's just touring sometimes it gets like that yeah uh, but th- this whole time off i think has really made us realize and probably for, for so many bands out there that like that you should never take that for granted. Like now that we can't, now that we can't do it, I'm just like, how lucky, like, not that I ever like take it for granted a lot, but like I say, sometimes it can, you know, you get tired on tour and you just feel like a night in your own bed and that kind of thing. Like, we should never take that for granted because it's so special that we get to go and do that with our like five best friends and people you've grown up with. And, and like, I think that's just something we've really been talking about is that like, like my, my brother's a tour manager, for example, yeah. um, and and he he went through a stage where he was like felt like he was so over touring, yeah. and like I had a conversation with him the other day, and he was like, it's made me realize I'm so not over touring. Like, how good is it that we get to just like that our job is to tour with our best friends, you know, and and just like go visit countries and and like especially like not the UK for necessarily, but the rest of Europe is like for us, it's just. It's so good, and and the, when the weather's good and the festivals are on, you're so lucky to be able to go and do yeah. that. So, well, hundred percent. I mean, I even saw a tweet today. I forget who it was from. Oh, it was Mike Kinsella. He's like, I even miss loading out. 
<laughs> you know, and, yeah, that's and, good. Right? It's it it's true. You know, you miss those things that annoyed you before. Like I kind of yeah. I've never been a huge fan of sound check. And right. uh you're probably in the same boat as me because like as a singer, you know, it's always like it's uncomfortable. You're you're there in the early in the day, you're not like you're not your voice isn't ready yet, you know. You haven't warmed up properly. There's no adrenaline pumping. You know, like like it's just kind of awkward to to perform when there's just I don't know someone setting up a fucking light or like a bar or something. Right? I, I never like sound checking, and now I'm like, man, yeah. man, I I you know just get me back there. Like we we've had some amazing, like hilarious, funny moments. You know, or just like playing music is, you know, I I took that for granted. You know, some of the the cool things, yeah. like, some of the riffs and some of the things we we ended up accidentally writing in soundtrack, like some amazing moments yeah. just taken away. I'll never take that for granted again. You know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, but but again, that you know, it comes around and you find the positive out uh, out of a situation. Like um, when we finally get to go back out on tour, that's the mindset we're gonna have. You know, and. Uh, it'll be really great to feel like you're back out there and meeting new fans and playing shows. It'll be sick. So sick, dude. Well, no, let's talk about the whole thing you guys are doing uh, in lieu of the pandemic, you know, because of, you know, not being able to go out and, and do these U.S. shows and everything else. You guys have started something really interesting with the Sleep Society thing. Um, I mean, yes. I watched the video on Patreon uh, and I was like, fuck, take my money. This looks sick. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it, you guys really put together an amazing thing. <laughs> Thank you, man. I know you've had your compound, the Sleeps compound, for years where you guys do you know, all your business and you've got a studio and practice spaces and all this. I mean, you've yep. always been really outside the box thinking um, in, hey, what, what can we do that's different from the way every other band in the world does it? And now this is like taking it a step even further. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's always a scary thing to do, like when you're trying to sort of embark on like a new way of getting to your fan base and and hoping that they sort of digest that information positively and and don't think you're just sort of, you know, going off on one and and like, you, you just want it to connect for the right reasons. And we just felt like, I don't know, we've always kind of felt like our band is, is, it's quite good at delivering those messages and especially our fan base seems even better at, at like I say, like taking that information from us, giving it, giving it a minute to sort of sink in and, and, and try and understand where we're coming from. And they always like get behind us and support us. So we felt like that relationship is, is the most important one. And that's the one that we, you know, we need to nurture to be yeah. able to, yeah. to sustain, um, to sustain this band like like yourselves your, your fan base is 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 amazing you know you've been doing this for how long and and still killing it and and so you'll be able to you'll be able to definitely sort of understand what i'm saying and and yeah for us yeah. it's just about the whole sustainability and just trying to get the message across to the you know anyone who's listening really about you know it's <laughs> The, the lifestyle for bands and stuff like that is not always perfect. Do you know what I mean? And and no. to to succeed as a band nowadays, like I don't know, coming out as a new band or or you know, it it must be so difficult. Like I don't understand. I don't know how that is um, over with you guys in Canada, but for us, it's like 
even like before COVID, like people aren't necessarily going to like small shows. It feels like they're already getting the opportunity to sort of vet the bands that they like online before they right. will go and check them out. And when I was growing up, you couldn't do that. It was like you got a flyer to like a punk rock show and you just went to them all because you were trying to find good bands and good music. And, yeah. and that was the only way you could really check them out. So that side of things is hard for up-and-coming bands now they they have to prove themselves on the internet and stuff before people will actually sort of get tickets and go and see them um and also the other side of things with like streaming platforms not really paying out a great deal like so it for me it feels like it's going to be really tough to sort of come out of the ground now for for new bands um but Uh alongside that Alongside that, I feel like it's very tough sometimes for for existing bands because there's that many bands out there now at the the click of a button. People are finding new bands to listen to. So, like, we had a break a few years back for a throat surgery and we were just worried that, like, by the time we bounced back from that, would would anyone even care anymore, you know? And it's, (laughs) it's it's just a crazy time for music and we just... We wanted to put that message out there as clearly as possible and try and try and create, like, a model that kind of other bands could maybe jump on and use like we under like of course patreon and and platforms like that are not a new things but i don't there's not that many bands using it as their like initial point of contact um so that and that's that's what we're trying to do we're just trying to get the message across that it's about sustainability and trying to build that relationship to the core fans that really like really care oh yeah for sure and it's and yeah i mean it looks like you guys have done a great job with all the things that you've you know i saw the video that you've planned and i'm sure now you've done a lot of them but it also (laughs) it also looking at it to me as you know a guy sort of in your, you know, somewhat understands what you have to do to facilitate all that stuff. Yeah. God damn, that seems like a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> you know, planning that yeah, out with definitely. the other dudes, figuring out who's going to film what, how it's going to be edited, when it's going to be put out. Like, that must be tricky. Yeah, like, it's it's it's, it's full time. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's full time, but it's it's been very successful. So, I mean, that's... Hey, you'll take it right now. Definitely. You know, just talking about, you know, being uh, a a new band right now. And I'm not going to name names, but, you know, there's a band. They're on their second album. They they blew up after their first album and absolutely exploded. You know, we're talking about a band that's playing. They're they're playing easily, you know, two to three thousand cap rooms all over the world. But because they're a new band... They don't yep. own anything. They don't have any royalties. They're not getting like any publishing or anything, even because like the cycle, you know, they're not going to see that for like a year, even if they see yeah. much at all. And, and like, yeah. it's literally like, well, can't tour, can't make any money. Like moving back in with their parents, getting a job at home Depot. That is the yeah, reality. Dude, it's, it's... These are rock stars. Yeah. These are like big bands that are on the path that, that will probably end up, you know, if all things go right, they'll probably be playing, you know, Brixton Academy like you guys, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah uh, definitely. It's, it's wild how lucky I feel that I have a career that's sort of already sustainable in a weird way. And I guess you guys, too, yeah. um, have figured out, you know, your own path. Um, how did it work when you guys started this whole idea of having a compound with, like, you know, as a studio and a practice space and, like, you guys print your merch and stuff there, right? Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's obviously you probably look back at that and go like, thank God we did that because if we didn't, 
who knows where we'd be. Yeah, well, for us, back in the day when you guys first took us out on tour, we had our own sort of our own sort of space and it was on a bit of farmland that was like a derelict old barn that that Matt's parents were kind enough just be like to like just go in there, chill. And that's where that's where Matt grew up with the rest of the guys. And they would just meet up in there. There was like band posters all over the place. Eventually like we built a mini ramp in the sort of downstairs of it. And it was just like a derelict like punk hangout. Um so when so when we sort of when I first joined the band, I was like, what are we going to do? We started recording our, our first sort of long EP ourselves. We were just like, yeah, it, the space was creative. There was enough space for us to all be there working on different things. And then when we started touring heavily, we lost that space. And then we moved into like a really small, just sort of four walls practice room kind of place. Um and and we just found it really difficult to operate how we needed to out of that space. Um, there wasn't enough, you know, sort of, there, w- there wasn't enough room there to create art. And um, and it was just, it was, it was literally just somewhere we kept our gear when we weren't touring. We were on tour so much back then that that, that, that didn't really matter too much. But when we were home and we wanted to get together and create, it just made it very difficult. So quite quickly we learned that we needed like, a new space that was a bit bigger that we could at least, you know, do artwork here and basically have better parties and, <laughs> and, uh, and that sort of thing. So yeah. that was, that was kind of, uh, in a nutshell, that's kind of the quick idea as to why we, we just felt like we really needed a space that could like house everything we needed to do. Um, like if we had this space down in London, it would be insane amounts of money. Right. But because we're because we're up north, it's affordable, and so we were like, you know, this is what we need to do. And and like you say, like this, like with the two meters and the wearing the masks and COVID, like this space is actually big enough for us to be here safely. Which again is another godsend in this time because if it wasn't, we wouldn't be able to create stuff and be around working on music. So it's made it a lot easier than than i'm sure a lot of other bands have had it just just having this space um so yeah it's it's been awesome and and like even before you know the last few years just operating out this warehouse and being able to open it up for people to come and visit and like you know see like acoustic shows and like we we do like merch pop-up store and, and stuff like that where we're just around and people can come along and meet us and just basically awesome. hang out if they're in Sheffield. And and again, it's, I think this is a strange thing about, uh, well, it's not strange, but this, you know, the thing about while she sleeps for me is that like with rock and metal and punk rock, I've always had like the strong feeling of community and like, as a band we're always sort of singing about unity amongst people being like the 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 important thing and i feel like that's what we kind of we've created our fan base really feel like that and that's what this space actually gives us which it's so nice to have that as a as a thought moving forward as a band and it actually sort of coming coming in and really feeling like that so yeah this, this place is really special to us it allows us to 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 do what we need to do and be around each other and not necessarily on top of each other too much. So. No, no, and I love it. I just love that it's it's. I mean, it makes so much sense, but it's still unconventional. Just because of the way that fans <laughs> yeah. seem to think they need to operate, which is, well, you got to sign to a label and you got to get a manager, and then, well, you better get a bus, and if you can't afford a bus, you better get a bandwagon. You know, there's like these kind of weird 
you know, uh, I don't, I don't know. Just people say you have to go take this certain approach, right? Like you have yeah, to well, take this approach like, or you're wrong, you know? Yeah. I feel like for us, it, it kind of feels like, um, Sheffield for us feels like our own little Canada. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It, I feel like, I feel like bands over in Canada would, would operate in the same way that we are like yourselves, cancer bats, comeback kid, you know, it feels like you guys would all have your own spot as well. And it's a bit more punk rock and, you know, I don't know that's, it kind of feels like that to me. Yeah. I think there's, there's something to be said for that. I mean, just because we've always, <laughs> we've always like, we've come up, you know, kind of being on the outside looking, looking in, you know, like we yeah. had to figure yeah. out how the hell do we get across the border to play shows in the U S you know, and that's something you're figuring yeah. out as like a local band, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, just, just, and that just kind the of, sheer size of America. Right. And like, how do we sneak shirts across the border or like, you know, all that different <laughs> kinds, kinds of stuff that you kind of have to do just to survive. Yeah. Um, I think that that does get kind of in, ingrained in you a little bit. Um, yeah. And that's the punk rock side of things that you sort of, you just carry with you as a band from when you're learning them sort of coming up and they just sort of stick. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I want to talk about, I want to talk about your show on January 24th. You know the one I'm talking about? No. <laughs> it was this January 24th. You played at Brixton Academy in London. Oh, that one. Yeah. Um, that was a big one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, like, was that? I mean, I saw you guys playing there. I'm not English, you know, but I, I understand the weight that um, London holds. You know, that city is. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like if you take America, it's kind of like New York and L.A. and Chicago, like combined. You know, into one massive yeah, yeah. place. So to be able to go and and play a show like that, um, how did that feel? I mean, I you, you can be honest with me because. You know, we all come from the trenches, right? And to to be legitimized like that on that stage, that must have been pretty special. Yeah, I mean that, and and that's exactly how you're describing it. Is is what it, you know what it felt like? Like for us, you know, there's a few different venues that you could go to in London, and and you know, kind of feel like you'd got to got somewhere. You know, you were doing something. But I think right. for for us, Brixton Academy was always the one. We've seen like bands that we really love there. Uh, as a band, we really like Thrice. Um, we, we all went together to see Thrice play there, and it was like really special for us. And we, it, I don't know, for some reason, it was always the goal. So, yeah, you know, it and it, it just kind of felt like that. We, uh, the crew, and and the people that we had around us on the day was were all so close to us, and it just it just just felt like a a massive celebration. Like a lot of our fan base as well, like have, have said that that's what it felt like for them. Do you know what I mean? Like it was so good to see us in that room and the atmosphere yeah. was amazing. And like I say, that, that feeling of unity amongst everyone, like people on top of people's shoulders, just like, just loving the songs and like crowd surfing over it. it, was, it you know, just the sheer size of the room and being like, you know, with, with your dudes uh, in, in a room that big. And yeah, just feeling like we, we got to Brixton guys. You know what I mean? That, mm -hmm. that's, oh, after that, it's kind of like, we haven't really fought that far, you know, yeah. like, you know, it was just important to us to be able to go and play that. And yeah, it was, it was a really special time for us. And more than anything, it's just a reminder that, you know, how lucky we are as a band, people dig our music and we get to do it. Um, and they care about it enough to get to, to get us to a build like a building like that and, and come and celebrate it with us. Like that's the, the most fun thing about it. It's like, we, 
we really feel like it's it's the fan base, you know, like, yeah. and and it's a nice feeling, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, your your Definitely. fan base is incredible. We already talked about the Patreon, which people should check out, Sleep Society over there. Um, but yeah, also, man. you know, when you guys put out the U R We record and you had the pledge campaign too, um, and that was just massive as well. Yeah, I think for us, that's what triggered the Sleep Society, the new campaign. Oh yeah, the, for sure. The, the way that we rolled out that record and like just being like the best way to do it is just to the fans and back to us and vice versa you know and that i think when that did well we were like shit people do care about this band that's amazing and then we were like a few years down the line we're kind of like that was that was like one of our most successful records and that was without sort of a label and you know without sort of relying too heavily on other people to do the the things that we know we can do well and and, and that sort of thing so yeah that i think the pledge campaign for the URE record really birthed the idea of of how we could do that again but on a larger scale and make it a long an, an on, ongoing thing rather than just for the one record so it, yeah definitely played a massive part and and again, yeah, just just awesome that our fan base is is up for supporting us in that way. And um, yeah, like that's that's a lot of people's favorite records. So yeah, incredible, man. It, it came out right. <laughs> so I know we have to wait till April for the new record. Um, yeah, but it's almost done. Is there anything you can you can say about it? Um, you know, like like if there's any change in direction, if there's any specific stuff about it you're excited about, or, or anything like that. Yeah, this this I don't want to say too much without spoiling like spoiling it for anyone who listens in or anything like that. And but at the same time, you don't want to sound like so cliche by being like it's the heaviest we've ever played <laughs> and it's it's also the lightest thing we've ever done. Yeah. You know, like but yep. but it, it does have all that. It's just <laughs> I think there's I think there's plenty of surprises in there. There's a couple of collaborations that we've not oh, really cool. spoken about before. Cool. So um, I'm not really done a a huge amount of before so that's really exciting as well um and yeah just just another record from us it like it's it's keeping me on my toes i'm excited about it the rest of the guys are and i think that's the only way we have a gauge on how it's going to be for the people like we don't want to be i know there's a lot of bands that that do what they do and they do it really well but we kind of with each record try and step outside that box a little bit more and we, we've got this philosophy in the studio of like, if it kind of scares us, we, we should do it. You know, like <laughs> if it's a bit like, is does that sound like us? Like, I love it, but can we do that? And we kind of want to go, yeah, we do. if it makes us feel like that, we're going to do it. So, yeah, like in true sleep sort of fashion, there's a few surprises in there. Um, some stuff that's a bit different and, and then some really sort of stuff that'll that'll feel real like while she sleeps so that that's all i'm gonna say for now i don't want to say i don't want to say too much you know no that's okay that's okay that's that's <laughs> you gave me you gave me what i wanted right there um, <laughs> okay. with these guests Sweet. with these guests and you don't have to tell me who they are but um did they come in the studio did you guys record it all together or was it like they're sending files because i always wonder now in the in the covid world how that was done yeah just 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 that way man just like we there's been emails going backwards and forwards on chains and some of these features are like are not new relationships and uh some of the, some of them are yeah so it's it's been a mixture of both some have just been phone calls and then just chatting about stuff and then sending the sending the uh the track forward and back and just getting it right but um yeah obviously with, with what's going on at the moment that's that's the way we've been working but still 
still doesn't detract from how special it feels to have like the guests that we have on the record. So yeah, we're stoked on it. And like I said, hopefully our fans find it really exciting because we're, we're like buzzing on it. So we can't wait to get it out there. And hopefully by then we'll be able to tour it too. I know, I know. And, and like, obviously the news, like, in the last, uh, now there's, uh, as as we're recording this, there's three potential vaccines. So, yeah, yeah dude, everyone's, yeah. you know, seemingly excited. And it's, it's, it's funny because people are like, oh, there's three vaccines. It's like, take my mask off. It's like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on for a little bit longer before yeah. we start just feeling free. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really positive, man. Like, and, and uh, it's looking up for everyone, I think. Absolutely. When when can we um, hear some more from the record? Are you guys going to release a single? Uh, is there plans for that? Yeah, the single's dropping. Like, I'm not, I'm so terrible with dates and like when no things are happening. So am I, man. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like stuff's happening pretty soon. Um, yeah, just keep your eyes. Just keep your eyes on that. It's not going to be too long. I don't think so. It'll be sweet. Well, lost dude. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time to speak with me and everything. Um, a couple things to plug, I guess. Uh, what's a Patreon slash? Do you know yeah, the if, link? If, if, if anyone that's interested in any of our stuff, if they just go to whilestshesleeps.com, cool. like everything's on there. There's links to everything on there. So that that would be the place to go. No, um, people should really check and yeah, out. And th- yeah, th- thanks for your time, man. Like it's good to catch up and um, it's good to see the, ca- the the podcast doing really great as well. Yeah, thanks, um, man. I hope we that's can, awesome. I hope we can get out and do some shows together. I know we've... Our people have talked to your people, you know, for the last couple of years, <laughs> and I'm I'm like hoping it happens uh, when this, you know, when all this stuff uh, is, is back back going on. Yeah, dude, we're definitely down for that. So yeah, let's 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 try and make it happen. Awesome, man. Thanks for thanks so much. No problem, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. And there it is with Laws. What a dude! What a dude! And I'm glad to hear they're doing so well. That his throat is cooperating and we get to hear some new music from Sleeps real soon. Now, I think they've got something, last time I checked, like 2,300 members on their Patreon. And that is really, really cool. And I'm telling you, they are doing just so much awesome stuff. If you're interested in, you know, not just while she sleeps, but just the music industry in general, there is a lot you can gather from that. So go over to their Patreon and definitely check it out. But I am going to leave you with a tune in just a second. But again, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in, for subscribing, for checking out the All Access Club. Whatever it is, it means everything. Here is new music from While She Sleeps and Sleep Society on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. I'll see you next week.
difference of opinion Drawing lines across the land we're living You're entitled to my thoughts, so let me hear it Resilient, it's time to be the change you want to witness It started as a vision, now we live it The tables are turning, it won't be the first, it won't be the last We're here to prove that we can speak for the masses If you give what you take, you take what you give You want to rebuild, create a system where the people exist All of this energy can go to waste We go through the Texas, the business 